0: Follow along in this explosive conclusion to the Lycan and Demon Fallout series. Angels, demons, lichen, werewolves, witches, and one very psychotic clown all battle for maker's earth. Some to destroy it, some to claim it as their own, and still others to preserve it. Michael Talbot, the master of finding friends in the most unlikely of places, is going to need all the help he can, as he has been singled out, not only to be killed, but to be erased from the anals of history. <laughs> anals. Who will come out on top in this no-holds-barred, action-packed romp spanning the middle, under, and over worlds, in like in Fallout 5, Demon Wars? This is the chronicles of michael talbot the podcast Mm. all
1: right here we go so oh so can you hear my chair squeaking no all right good because this microphone isn't that sensitive then because uh when i will do like my
0: recordings and shit like every little creak that this room makes you can hear it and it drives me nuts
2: I can imagine. I can imagine. I
0: <laughs> so we are on demon wars, uh, like in book five. Uh, so yes. I really, I liked this story and I know it says the epic conclusion, you know, and then five or six years later, whatever, whatever the hell it is, you know, he just came out yeah. with, with six, which we're going to be doing next week. I'm yeah. glad he continued with it. Cause I, cheated and i started listening to six today <laughs>
1: <laughs> like i
2: said you're better than me i started listening to it today i found out that it was already in our audible i was like oh yeah i'm stopping <laughs> <laughs> I, was, yeah, I,
0: it. <laughs> I didn't want to spoil it i didn't want to spoil it it's like it's, i've never read a book a book series where it ended and then continued
2: yeah actually um, it's gonna be my third time whenever you read it because yep. like, i listened to the books before we get on the show it's mm-hmm. gonna be my third time uh reading it already.
0: <laughs> yeah mark gives me shit because i listen to it at 1.7 speed but it's mm-hmm. like i try to listen to it at least two or three times before the week is out uh mm. you know in a week to get to it with everything that's going on and then we had labor day we had the long weekend i don't you know i kind of decompress on the weekends i don't do shit and uh yeah so like yesterday and today i even had it up to, uh, to double speed at some points and i'm like all right that's a little too fast but yeah, when I listen to it back, anything. yeah, when I listen to it back at regular speed, though, it sounds so slow.
2: Yes, I'm a 1.2. Like 1.2 is like a good speed for me to listen to it throughout the day.
0: Okay. And it felt, it was weird because I bought uh, the Matthew Perry autobiography and I was listening uh, to it. And I'm like, I know he had a stroke and he had a bunch of issues, but he sounds really slow. So I had to put it up to like 1.4, 1.5 for it to sound normal speed. I'm like, okay, this isn't, his life is sad. What happened to him with drug addiction and abuses and all that shit. But it's, you know, it just, it sounded better. I'm like, that's the, that's, that's the Chandler Bing we all know and love, you know, kind of happy go lucky. Not this sad, depressed, alcoholic drug addict. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. So let's get into it. Demon wars, baby. Uh, I love when Mark starts a book when he does his dedications because he always compliments Sean and, and and kisses his butt. And it's hilarious and it's great because I wish I could be a fly in the in the booth when Sean is reading back to himself what was written about him. You know, <laughs> yeah, you, you can read compliments, but reading them out loud, recording it like how does he know? I don't know how many takes he took to do it. And how does he not die laughing and just, you can feel the smile in his face when he does it, you know?
2: Yes, 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 absolutely. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yep. Uh,
0: he always thanks Tracy for being awesome. And he's always, you know, as, a, uh, as uh, the husband of a first responder, uh, as a medical professional and nurse, I like that he thanks the men and women of the armed forces and first responders. like, mm-hmm. kudos, dude. Class act. So um, we open up with Tim. Looking for his eyes. It's like, if you're going to start a book, what better way to start it? I love Tim more in the buddy cop Mike Talbot world than in Mm -hmm. his standalone world. I think Tim works better with Mike or when he has someone to play off of like Mike.
2: I I feel like through the series, um, Mike has a tendency for some reason um, to get killers to calm down a little bit, which is weird, which is yeah. weird <laughs> AF. I mean, I can count at least five killers, like straight murderous people, and they're just like, for some reason, I want to hang out with you, Mike. For some reason, and it's just, I think he calms them down to an extent.
0: Durgan never came around, though, did he? Durgan, no. Yeah. So is Durgan the only kind of the only dickheadish character that Mike never got to to? To do that to, to 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 calm down. Uh, who are the, yeah, who are the five? I'm trying to think of who they are now. I know Tim is one. Oh,
2: you get, get BT from Indian
0: Hill. Okay, uh, Calendar is an entire
2: freaking demon. Jack, who is a killer, have uh, been killing these night crawlers for I don't know how long. Okay, okay. now you're my friend. Then you got. um There's just so, there's so many. Cre- who else can I? Was gonna, who else can I get off the top of my head? Uh, 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 uh Javon. Um, yeah. How many? How many of the random Geno Jarians did he just get on his side? How how much respect did he get from these all? Like, even, and I think Indian Hill is probably like the biggest one where he got a lot of people to turn and be on his side. But mm-hmm. just there's so many, like, so many different characters that just got on his side, like, just because of his character.
0: No, good point. You know? Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. You know, this, I mean, not really the strivers, but he did get the strivers to do kind of what he wanted, sort of. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Oh, it was awesome! I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. So, all right, let's try to read this. Uh, da, 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 da. I just hit the back button, so it went all the way to the end. Uh, book opens. Tim's still blind, searching for his eyes. Comes across a charred character on the ground, and he's mm-hmm. calling him Crispy or whatever he's calling him. It which uh, I... is it oh, Crispy?
2: Uh, no, it's um um. Oh gosh. Ch-
0: no now that I said crispy, we're going to think crispy, right yeah, that was just going to sooty sooty, yeah, because he's full yeah. of soot, and we <laughs> think it's Tim, I mean not Tim, uh Tommy Tommy yeah, you know, we find out later on, I'm kind of glad I mean it's the, it's the green man, like I you know the spoilers in this people if you, if you haven't figured that out by by now in this on this this show, then I don't know what the hell are you doing uh it ends up being the green man that he comes across. I don't remember the green man getting burnt. I remember Azil cutting him to shit or uh, Eliza killing him but I don't remember him being burnt. That's why I thought it was Tommy and I think a lot of people did.
2: So I think the problem is is that this is one of those situations where Mark wrote himself in a corner Mm -hmm. and he had to transition evil Tommy out and there had to be a reason why Tommy was so evil to Mike. Mm -hmm. Um, He says it in the end of this book I think that he just says he couldn't Tommy couldn't be evil to Mike. So he ended up actually um, making it so um, it was Ganlin in Tommy's place um, to, get, to, to get Mike down there to eventually get a deal. So it was never really explained the whole transition thing with who did Eliza kill in Ganlin's house. And um, even though Sooty originally said, My name's Tommy, when um, Tim consumed him, it mm-hmm. was Ganlin and not Tommy.
0: So is it was kind of like a Tim situation where Galen possessed Tommy. Cause to- I remember Tommy saying possessed when he was in the, the fire burning, trying to get Mike to save him. Now that I'm recalling yeah. that. And yeah. Mike was thinking, what is he saying that he was possessed? So I save him or yep. he's just doing anything he can to save his ass. So I actually, yep. yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. This is why you have people smarter than you on the show. People. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the key. Surround yourself with with smarter people and you, and you look smart. So, uh, Azil and Linic in Lamish 2 2? Uh, whatever. Uh, they're having a conversation about how that Mike has to be killed. Lamish 2 is convinced that Mike is the destroyer of worlds and he is going to just tear heaven and hell and the garden, as they're calling Earth now. This book gets very religious, which is kind of different. It's in. Done. Uh, and I'm like, oh, shit, let me think back to my Greek Orthodox Sunday school, uh, how this all works. That Lamish 2 thinks Mike is, is going to destroy the world and he has to be killed. But was that Lamish 2 being uh, uh, an archangel or was she getting that from, you know, the archangel Michael and Gabriel and everybody else telling her, we got to get rid of this guy because Maker, as we find out, or God wants Mike, you know, is Mike's chosen favorite son. There's a lot to follow in this there book. Is.
2: <laughs> I was actually thoroughly surprised how much more he packed into this book. I'm like, I couldn't believe he packed so much in this book and that to an extent it actually concludes. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that was probably one of the most, like, um, amazing things because he's already, like, Mike's already journeyed through hell. He's excuse me, journeyed through hell, got mm-hmm. his um, soul back, on his way back to earth and then like he's done. But because he went down to hell, like, I feel like, I, I think the most amazing thing about like Mark seriously is that this book could have seriously just went onto a, 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 demons and everything that happens later on in the book did not have to be created. But I feel mm-hmm. like he just ended up creating this, um, this entire epic scene that happened. And I think that honestly, to answer your question, I think, I think the whole Lamastu situation was just an added thing on their plate to try to deal with throughout the, um, throughout the book. And I think that's, that's just something that just ended up needing, needing to happen.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. Cause, uh, yeah, like you said, there's a, there's a shit, So I'm trying to get my notes up here by the right way. Uh, there was a lot, um, trying to think so I don't, I have a tendency to my my mouth moves faster than my brain sometimes. So it's they're having a, a conversation with Azil and Lamarch 2 and Linux, and they have to cross over, they have to get back into the real world. And Linux can't go into the real world because she doesn't have a physical being. So Calendar says, I'll make her one. And he makes you look like a cute little chipmunk, which I would love to see a picture of. I'm surprised we don't have more fan art of this stuff. That, you know, like there's, got be there's thousands of fr- fans out there. Not one of you is an artist that is like, for the hell of it, I'm going to draw Mike. I'm going to draw all the characters of this yes. in these books, you know?
2: Yeah, because I'm a vision person. So I tend to think of what I think they look like in my head. So mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to see what an actual, like, character like somebody who's actual artist like draws it out like what it would look like
0: yeah that would be fun I think somebody should do that you know I'm not going to pay you to do it but you know if you want to do it on on your own free time you know like you know you get somebody like Nate who's just young and uh, you know a former student or a a student or something like that around that age that wants to come up with some stuff that would be pretty pretty badass that'd that'd be pretty damn
2: cool that'd Mm. be pretty cool
0: so Mm -hmm. Mike's a Louvier demon now because he bit that whatever the hell the thing he bit that's get the gold flex in his eyes so he can go in between the two worlds now like it's nothing and honestly i really wish i really wish like i think
2: i get it because mike is totally adhd he got a lot of shit going on in his plate but Mm -hmm. i feel like me i would seriously take some time and talk to calendar like what am i supposed to be able to do right now like, right. clearly it's a shock that I can see the movie or during scene. Mm-hmm. Like what am I what are what are my skills? What can these guys do? I mean, cause you gotta think about it, they gotta be a certain level of powerful if even the guardians are just like, Go ahead, like <laughs> go right past through the gate. I can't stop you. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you want everybody to go? Go ahead. Right. That's what she said. Like yeah, the, what is
0: the, that? Whatever happened, the gates are down and everybody you know, there's a party and the doors are opened and there's no nobody carding, nobody checking IDs. And all the yep. polians are just like, yay, let's go to Earth. There's a cake party. Mm-hmm. And they are wreaking
1: havoc
0: on all the planet. Over. And it's it's great because when we get to the part with the, the 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 two uh I'm trying to find the part with the two uh Stonemar and Ortic, which were yeah. the two original gatekeepers, they pieced out, you know, they're like here's a we're leaving they left the gates and they end up finding some cave where there's a portal and they go through the portal and they're now on earth and they find what they thought was like you know a, a beautiful creature that they wanted to eat which ended up being a bison which if anybody's ever had bison you know that that is you know beautiful delicious succulent meat to eat and i love that they're talking about you know these I love this place. They come with their own toothpicks. You know, they're probably holding a drumstick <laughs> with it. But even they didn't want to go back down to hell. They wanted to stay up on, up on Earth, or you know, as they're calling it, the Garden. You know, Garden of Eden. We'll yeah. find out. You know, later. Uh, like nobody wants to be. Everybody wants to be up here. Everybody thinks that this is such a great place, except for the 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 the. the you got the archangels that all just, they want to take it back over. They're like, you know, maker, you took this from us and you gave it to this one human. He's now your champion. And you find out there's a conversation with, you know, the creator or maker, as he's calling himself, not God, because I'm sure Mike, you know, Mark would get in trouble with the religious people or whatever, by calling himself God. But even the devil, isn't the devil. He's the deceiver.
3: Uh And they're just uh sitting
0: there. It's like, and this is kind of my whole view of, of, of everything that we're puzzle pieces, you know, we're, we're, we're chess pieces, we're pawns and there's aliens or whatever, just pulling our strings as this big social experiment. And they're just laughing at us going, look at what they're doing with this place. They got this beautiful planet and they're wrecking the shit out of it for whatever it is that they're doing. And this is how I rationalize things in my kind of twisted little mind and you probably you're looking at me like i'm crazy uh <laughs> <laughs> but it's like but you find out in this story that that's kind of what it is it's everything is set up to be uh it, it's like a play we're all part of you know we're all marionettes yeah. on a string and the god's kids the archangels they're pissed they want the earth back. They want the garden back because since day one or two or whatever it was, when, you know, the whole Adam and Eve thing, you know, ate the apple, took the rib and, you know, were banished. They've just been destroying the shit out of it. And they're really? mad. And the, the, the maker made Mike his chosen one. Like, how freaking funny is that? That Michael Talbot from Walpole, Massachusetts, is the chosen one to save the earth yeah yeah and i think you know i think one
2: of the concepts that i really enjoy in the book is like when it comes to the the deities that you're talking about like maker jinn um and then you have all Jin, the that's Arteas his name and everything
1: mm-hmm. yeah you
2: have all art. he calls himself a couple they call him a couple of different names um mm-hmm. when they're pissed they call him beelzebub and then um i think they call them cephalo i think maybe but it's like when you when you think about it like it's always, the, I think the funny concept that you kind of get on the like undertone of it a little bit, and I don't want to offend anybody, but it's like the archangels are basically acting like kids, like, like the humans got it, and dad gave the humans that, and I we won, it, it's ours. Mm-hmm. And it's like they're going through all this stuff, right, until they find out that there's repercussions and that they can die. And then there's a whole problem.
3: Mm-hmm. Now they're
2: Now they're a little bit like, okay, what's going on? But and then, but even funnier after that, it's like they're going completely against Maker's wishes, doing this entire war, opening gates, and all this other stuff. Right? Spoiled little brats. As as soon as they die, as soon as they get hurt, as soon as something doesn't go their way, Maker. Yeah. like, bro! Like, (laughs) help me! Yeah, I thought that was awesome. (laughs) I think I think it's hilarious, and I think that there's um, I think that there's just um, I think the concept of like Mike constantly has to continue battling like he he's literally on this earth fighting like four different things like you've got the landings you got the polians you got random demons you got lichens and now you got archangels all trying to kill you
1: and eliza like, and eliza yeah and eliza's eliza. back
0: eliza's up here yeah so she's we,
2: she's she's having a good time
0: yeah we, we find out Eliza's got it's a um the bloodstone or a conjuring stone, something like that. She's got some stone around her that she can now walk between realms. So Eliza shows up just kind of wandering around kind of thinking what the hell happened to earth. There used to be people galore when she was in her heyday in the ZF days. And now everybody, everybody's scattered to the wind, but she finally comes across a settlement. um, And the guys at the gate all know that she's not, what she is. There's a holy man. Everybody in this, this new age seems to have some sort of power or mystic ability to know what's going on. They can sense that Eliza's evil, even though she tries to pull her. I'm a sweet little innocent girl. You know, my my village was 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 ruined. Can I come in? And they don't let her in, but
1: uh-huh.
0: she gets in and she goes hog wild and kills everybody, but a 10-year-old girl and her mother. And Eliza ends up turning the little girl to become her daughter. Now, I don't know what happens because I've never been bitten by a vampire or known anybody that's been bitten by a vampire. So I don't have firsthand knowledge of this. But what is it about everybody else when they get bit by a vampire, they lose their soul and they just become dicks. The little girl is just, she was probably the sweetest little thing. And then she's a 10-year-old thing's like, I'm going to go bite people. Screw you. I know you're I my a- mother, you know, but yeah. you, know, you made me clean my room and I didn't want to, so now I'm going to bite you. Like, I,
2: this- love that- I love that question. I love that question because I have a theory. Okay. Like, I think the reason that um people end up becoming dicks and even, especially when they first get turned it's because you have to lose a piece of your humanity to be able to kill somebody for your own substance and even though if you have the urge to do it like there's there's messed up people out there all the time with urges and they're just like oh I'll go to therapy I'm fine but mm-hmm. with this in this case you have such a strong urge that you have to sink to continue to live and it's not just an urge you need this to live a part of you has to die for you to be able to be okay with killing another human for you to live. And yeah. That's my that's my theory on it.
0: And that's where the bloodlust comes from. And
2: I've come oh. to terms with this just in case I ever meet a vampire. So I okay. understand so I'm all okay right. with it. Mm-hmm. All
0: right. So if you ever we have a meet and you ever try to kill me one day and, and eat me I'll I'll understand why. Like it's just yeah. just her. She's just trying to survive man. That's all it is. <laughs> my nature,
2: man. You <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: uh so calendar's Calendar's is ready. He sends a world to a word to Azil that he's created a little a little little body for Linux, which Linnick thinks looks nothing like her. But, you know, she's no longer the little clove hoofed, whatever dog snout exactly. thing. She's now a a cute little chipmunk, so to speak. Um, and Mike and Matthew and Aziel, they all go out into a field. They leave Denarth because summoning, a 15 foot red demon in the gates of Denarth probably won't go over too well. So they go outside of the walls into the woods and they have a little summoning party and Calinur and Linic come out and it's hey we're here and you know they find out all about the plans and what they want to do but when they try to get back into Denarth they're denied. Lana oh. has closed the gates to any outsiders including Mike and Azil, which their family sort of, but they are residents of Talbotton. Lana is trying to keep her people safe. That kind of took me back a uh, uh, back a little bit because all that Mike has done for Lana and Matthew and everybody else that they would just say, no,
1: sorry, you don't live here. You can't come in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, I think, um, they tried
2: to blame it on her pregnancy, mm-hmm. which is like she's trying to nest or whatever. But I think, you know, I feel like Mike took it perfectly well. He was like, all right, cool, bro. Like, it's not, you're not the first. You're not the first. Uh, he was telling Matthew, like, you're not the first guy whose wife threw me out. Like, we're fine. <laughs> and like, he took it. He took it in stride. Like, he really wasn't hurt about it. Yeah. And, um, and, but, and it's not like they didn't have other things to do. So it's not like. It yeah, they weren't
0: like, going to be staying long.
2: Yeah, so I think, um, you know, it was surprising, kind of, because you got to think about it, like, I mean, it's unfortunate, but wherever the hell Mike goes, there's drama, there's something happening.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: she's like, bro, like, I'm trying to make sure my people survive, like, I, I need my people to survive, so I need to cut you out. And it's like, it's a harsh truth, but it's a truth.
0: Yeah, I love the part of there where Mike's talking to the guard. He's like, no, 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 go get Lana, go get your chancellor. You know, we'll stay here. I'll watch the gate while you go. You know, he kind of convinces yeah. the guard, the, the the guard, the gate guard to leave his post, which he's not supposed to do for anybody to go get Lana so they can let him in. He's like, I'll watch the gate for you. No worries. You know, right. and then along comes the, the, the weary travelers that Mike's like, sorry, yeah. this gate's closed. You got to go to another one. He's trying to be the bigger guy. He's trying to be nice. And this one dude is just being a total asshole. Uh, You know, call him like a beard splitter, which I thought was freaking hilarious. Um, And all the rest of this. And then they go to the the guy ends up telling off a zeal, not realizing what he's doing. You know, listen, bitch, you know, men are talking and blah, 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 blah. And he's like, oh, no, you didn't. And the guy that's with him knows exactly who everybody is. Like, dude, you need to shut the hell up. Up. Do you know who this is? This is the Red Witch. And the guy's face just stone white panic. Like, I'm so sorry. Ah. The curse or the curse that she puts on him, air quotes for the audio people, that she oh. puts on him, where she's going to give him six months. If you, every time you insult somebody, your penis is going to get smaller. And if you're nice to people after six months, we'll stop and We'll let it, you know, you'll be fine again. Knowing it's a total BS threat, because Mike's like, Can you do that? <laughs> I never did it, but he was going to know. Like, Probably. Mike's first reaction is, Could you make mine bigger every time I compliment you? You know?
2: <laughs> of course, that was his first thought. Like, after he figured out she couldn't, she didn't do it. It's like, Well, can you make mine bigger? Like, yeah. can we do that? Um, oh, God.
0: It was great. It was great. I love that part. But it's shortly after that, that, Azeal sees the, the 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 golden flex in Mike's eyes.
1: Yeah.
0: And Linux rats Mike out saying he fed on a Luvier demon. And Azil is just like, What did you do? That's not even possible. you both. Both of and Calendar, both of them. Even yeah.
2: Calendar is like, bro, what? You just yeah. what? That's like, come on, man. That's crazy.
0: It's like beating Mike Tyson. It just doesn't happen. But when it does, it's, it's a pretty big it friggin' deal. <laughs>
2: Even Calendar is like I would wrestle you to see if I could still win, but if we yeah. had the time. Like did I like are calendar calendar like a really little fight. insulted.
0: Yeah. Did Mike and Calendar ever fight? I don't think I didn't No, I don't think they did.
1: They i know they did mm-hmm. in um No, they didn't in Shrouded World. They were around. I, I they honestly I,
2: they were around, but I never um I haven't gotten through Shadow yet.
0: Oh, have you gotten to the part with calendar, the calendar part? I,
2: yeah, I've gotten around the calendar and then he popped up again later. He did some deal with some people or whatever, but I, I, I kind of fell off after that.
0: Okay. Yeah. They, then they don't fight. Cause I remember them. It's like a Tim situation in, uh, the, the, the Sasquatch book, uh, mm. devil's desk where he kind of talks him out of fighting him. You know, Mike. Yes. Mike does a battle of wits, and you know he wins. And but you know, the number one rule is never have a battle of wits with an unarmed man. So, Valid. Mike Valid. has very little brains. So, um, we get to the part that's just titled two Old Men," which I thought was great. And that's uh-huh. um, Jin and Maker just sitting there having a conversation at a picnic table or whatever. About yeah. Mike and about the garden and what are you gonna do? And you're just gonna let it go? You're gonna give it back to the kids with the archang- archangels, arch, oh,
1: arch, angels. There we go. And or, or, or who is this dude that you got running your world? He's your
0: he's your he's your he's your guy. You know, it still boggles me and hilarious that Mike is. You froze. Hey, you are. You back? You froze for a second. I-
2: I'm um. oh, sorry. I I think one of the funniest parts of the entire conversation <laughs> is that Maker doesn't know anything that's going on. And uh who was calling down Gabriel. Gabriel's down there mm-hmm. and he's trying to act like he didn't do anything wrong. Yet uh uh Jen is like, oh, but they did this and could I have stopped them? Probably, but I yep. wanted to see what's gonna happen. Like I like and that's what I think is so um intriguing about jokers deceivers things like that like they're they're more intrigued of like the outcome of somebody else's wrongdoings Mm -hmm. than their wrongdoings he's like could i have stepped in yes did i want to see what's what's going to happen more yes so i did that and it's like (laughs) It's hilarious to me. It's, it's hilarious
0: to me. It's the kid at the riot holding his cell phone, like, no, you can help somebody out. There's somebody drowning in a pool, but you're videoing it. You know, I want to see yeah, what happens. Like, I need this
2: for YouTube. I need this for YouTube. Like, I'd yeah. rather see what happens than
0: get
1: wet. But you like, find I'm out sorry. that
0: Gabriel is responsible for the Green Man, for for uh, uh, um, not Merlin.
1: ganlon That's Gandlin.
0: I'm trying to think of what the yeah. two names were. That he's responsible for bringing ganlon because he wants Ganlon to kill mike because gabriel knows that mike is uh maker's chosen one and it should be him it's he's a spoiled little i never watched succession but i have a feeling that that's what they're all kind of acting like they got the head guy of the corporation in the company and their kids are just fighting over it like i want it i want it. give me this you didn't do that
2: And Ganon was created to not only take care of Mike, but to also get Gabriel, the kid, mm-hmm. so they can travel through worlds easier. And I think, again, I think another thing that I really enjoyed about it is like she didn't even point it out. He was like, they had a plan, but it wasn't foolproof. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it just shows that even omnipotent, omnipotent beings or higher power entities um, aren't foolproof. Like, they can still make mistakes.
0: hmm yeah, they're definitely flawed.
2: Like
0: oh, they're yeah. flawed beyond belief. But And they, they want to hit the reset button. They've said, you know, your social yeah. experiment has failed. Look at what yes. they've done. It's, you know, they're, they were down to a handful of people. Let's wipe everybody out. You know, let's do a great plague or let's do a flood or let's do whatever. Wipe them all out and we'll do that. I think that's what they're trying to do with the Polians and getting the gates open and just having everybody come through. Um, yeah, Mike has yeah. the brilliant idea to go get zombies to okay. release. Yeah, zombie. I, I think you kind of have to have some sort of zombie representation in a lot of Mark's books. I think people would be. It's kind of like a little Easter egg in there. They serve brilliant. really zero purpose except for stalling and kind of killing some of the Polians. It's just like brilliant. we have a giant army of zombies that will stall the Polians from coming and eating all of us as the Polians team up with the lichen and the lichen in this book they're almost non-existent at this point um you know you got what what's his name um makota yeah makota and the other dude here is a huron yep yeah that you know they're even fighting over what to do and, and makota is this is great it's back to the old ways. This is the way it should be. And Huron's like, we should kill them. What is that? You know, oh, switch it
2: here. Huron was, the, this is great. We should keep it like this. And Makoto was the one that was like, oh, we need to rule again. Like we're, we're better than everybody. Like Makoto the one that ended up going with Eliza.
0: Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. So, but they end up teaming up with the, not know, as much as you can team up with the Polians. Cause I don't know if the Polians have any other language. Like how do no, they get, teamed with the Polians to come and destroy it to try and take over everything
2: not even a teamed up thing what ended up happening is that the lichens just ended up hurting them it's like a stampede Mm -hmm. they're just following the food so if they're chasing lichen they're just chasing them until they get to a certain place and the the lichen that we're running we're running into the to the direction of uh Mm -hmm.
1: yeah it's kind of weird so mike and mike and uh
0: Matthew, they go and get all the zombies out of Ford Stadium. So they're kind of near Detroit at this point in the game where this book takes place. They go and get, there's hundreds of thousands of zombies just all in stasis in this giant football stadium that this wayward traveler from the last book had found. Um, and they go and they, they release them. And all of the zombies, Azil ends up making doppelgangers of themselves to lead the zombies to the gates toward Talboton and Denarth to meet up with the, the Lycan and the Polians to fight them. And I think it's great when Mike sees a doppelganger of Azeel and he grabs her boob. And she's like, I'm standing right there. He's like, it's not cheating if it's you. you it's know, really just, not. It's really not. Just typical Mike fashion. You got to ask yourself, and I do in all these books, would this book be as good without Mike? He has done it. There are books that don't have Mike in it, Um, like Callus Rose did have Mike in it, despite what he thought in the background of, you know, Mike getting arrested that he never found that I think was fabricated in his mind that he had. Mike wasn't in that book, but that was a good story. But with these stories, the way they're set up, be as good if you didn't have Mike. In his personality, in his wit and his charm and his humor. You need that you need that humor break. I mean,
2: I think the same way Azil's like always frustrated that Mike wants to play the hero, she's like, you know what, with all this shit that's going on, I'm glad you can make me laugh.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, I think you need that comedic relief.
1: Yeah, very true. That's
0: what they say. You make was, a woman laugh. That's, that's that's halfway to her heart. Make her laugh yeah. and cook, cook and clean and an occasional foot and back rub.
2: You're there you good. go, guys, You're
0: good. That's the secret to making women happy, guys. You're welcome. I give that one for free. So.
2: Also, some money. Some money <laughs> would be nice. Money helps. Yeah. Gotta throw that in there. You can uh, pay some bills. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Definitely gotta do that. Definitely gotta do that. Um, also, I want to know, uh, what were those creatures that were maintaining the zombies? What
1: do you mean, they're maintaining the zombies?
2: Remember the zombies were in that gelatin in the yeah. stadium? Yeah. And they were like those little preachers that were basically taking care of them like while they were in there and they were cutting them out of the gelatin thing.
0: Why do I not remember that part? I, I don't remember know. what he, that was, but wasn't that just uh, I thought that was just other zombies that just when they're coming out of stasis.
2: No, they didn't even have a name for the creature. He was like it's just like he kind of he kind of described it, but it just to me to me it, it reminded me of um uh uh, uh like the matrix? Uh, the matrix? Yeah. Yeah, like where they just had like the little the little spider things that were taking care of the eggs and moving them everywhere, but he said they were a lot smaller. Like, mm-hmm. I felt like Mike might have, I felt like Mark might have watched the Matrix while he was in the middle of that part somewhere. because <laughs> I'm like, you just invented a whole other creature, but didn't go into depth about what the heck is going on here.
0: That's so, how thinking. much I remember that creature is, I, I don't even remember that. I remember them saying that, I thought it was just the ooze going down, and it was other zombies that were, were, were doing it, not other creatures, or were no, they just no, no. creatures that were just living out in the woods that found the zombies, like spiders? Yeah, he, said kind he, of
2: thing. Could, he said he couldn't identify it, he couldn't identify what the creature was, which is which is why I think it's more interesting. Like, like not only did the zombies learn how to go in a stasis, mm-hmm. um, the zombies have been, I mean, obviously, the timeline split from Lycan Fallout to Zombie Fallout, like they split, but um, uh, they're evolving. So, do they actually evolve to create something that can
1: keep them maintained while they're in stasis? Like, to me, that's frightening. Yeah, that's a good point. Because what is stasis? Where do they get the gel that they're encased
0: in while they're in stasis? And the one thing I was thinking about is how do they know when to go into stasis? And they all kind of congregate together because you get one pot of zombie fallout where they're in the a, a restroom of a gas station with the door mm-hmm. shut. Like, did they go in there all shut the door and then all just kind of climb on top of each other and, and meld into one another? Well, I feel like a part
2: of it makes sense. Like if you're a type of creature that just needs to, like you're waiting for your kill, mm-hmm. like the, like like, it makes sense in the very beginning of the zombie apocalypse for all the zombies just to be wilding out and going crazy and eating whatever they can. But then as the supply dwindles, like, the zombies were evolving consistently. And if you look at, like, any type of virus, viruses consistently mutate so they can survive. So I think it's the same thing with the zombies. But then it's like, bro, at one point they were humans.
3: Mm-hmm. So
2: where did they get the gelatin? Where did they get the mindset to just stand there and the fact that they're just standing there conserving energy until there's a food source is, is
0: scary AF. Like it's scary AF. That's showing like conscious cognitive behavior that they, their bodies can do this, but there are no, in this new world, this new age of zombies, there's no bulkers. There's no speeders. There's none of the melders. I mean, we find out about the melders later, but there's none of those. It's, it's just the, the slow shuffling zombies yeah we did, yeah. did all the other ones going or when they go into stasis mode do they kind of hit the reset button and they go back to original 1.0 zombie form and then as they evolve and if they're as they're out they start to reset and reboot and you know get their their sea legs under them so to speak and start to become the fast zombies and the speeders and things like that
2: uh, so many questions it goes into so much depth
0: ZF is going to be a whirlwind of questions and conversations.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like for me, I've just come to my own conclusions about certain things. I got to just live with that.
0: (laughs) It's going to be interesting to hear everybody's take on what, uh, you know, on on zombies. Because everybody has, and even Marcus said he's gotten some shit from people of the zombie lore. It's like, well, it's made up. They're not real it's, you know, one guy made something and then they go with it. But has anybody said anything to him that Eliza walks around during the day? She's a
1: vampire. Mike yeah. walks around during the day. He's a vampire. Uh-huh. You know, But she can do. And I kind of question that myself. I'm like, wait, Eliza's, she's a vampire. She's full-blown vampire. She walks
0: around during the daytime and she's looking at the sun and and, and, and everything else. But people give him crap for making Tommy a bad guy. I mean,
2: obviously, Tommy being a bad guy—I don't think anybody was cool with that decision at all. Like, I was—I
0: was, I liked not. it. I liked—I liked twist. I was like, good. He's too much of a goody-goody, you know. I, I, but I yeah, like to I, go I, against I, the grain sometimes. I eat my cereal with the fork, so who knows?
2: Oh, see, see, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah you're a I always going you're to be
0: if if something's popular, I don't like it. I want I want to go against the grain. To be like, I'm that cool guy. I don't like what's popular. Eh, eh, eh. I don't but want Tommy I'm to be late. a good guy.
2: But then I'm late because then I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch like the popular TV show and shit like that yep. years later. And mm-hmm. then I'm like, yeah, I missed, I missed out on that.
0: That's right.
1: <laughs> That's right.
0: No. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Mike ends up having a conversation with Maker. And this is kind of the, uh, the, 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 the crossing point, like kind of the, going in from the, the second to third act in this story where Mike tells him, listen, I'll do it. I'll be your champion. I will, I'll fight the archangels. I'll save the earth. I'll be your dude. But if I win moving forward, there is zero interference from above or below. You just let
1: us live. Let us be. And that's it. And Maker says, okay, we'll we'll do this. And
0: offers him sanctuary uh, in his house, and they all say no at first. And then Matsu Mike says, I'll do it. But Maker ends up taking uh, MJ and why oh, can I not remember? Aliana.
1: Oh, they kind of get a... a, a you kind of wish they were
0: older that they would remember this, but they kind of get taken up to heaven so yeah. you know, God, God is babysitting Mike's kids.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and I'm not going to lie. It was a little impactful when Mike said, no matter what anybody says, like I gave my children willingly to God. And I, usually that's a death thing.
3: Mm-hmm. Like
2: they, they think something, like, but it's like, it's, it was, it was very impactful to hear like the kids weren't dead and it was just like you know it's like i willingly gave my children to god i'm like damn that, that like something about that sentence in the context of the storyline was very impactful
3: mhm
0: yeah it was, it was it was pretty deep in
1: that um we hear from the uh not the Polians, the um oh what's your name amy the mcdonalds people that love the uh. that worship um the Worship McDonald's. McDonald's. Yeah, which, yeah. Which again
2: was just another like big twist in the story. Because you're like, bro, like how much more can they actually take right now? Mm-hmm. You know, like there's so much back and forth, back and forth. Like it's it's it's, it's bananas because now the, the um, Landians are. Landians, that's a, who they are.
1: Yeah, they have a new leader, well, a spiritual leader who's high on power. Yeah, she's a little kind of a I don't like her. No, I didn't like her either. And she they For end sure. up killing a Nooktook. Which was fucked up. Right? It's like that's that was the leader.
0: I was not expecting that at all. I was expecting like all the tribe leaders to come together at the end and all fight. And when they get to the point where they're they're meeting again and she's doing her whole big spiritual thing with her antler horns and everything. She's like, you know, Mike asks, where's a nook took? And she's like, she's hanging up in the city square from her feet as an example, not to go against me because Lama's two has taken over this one to become, you know, this young girl that they were trying to figure out who she is. How did she get all this power within the, a couple of years of, of, you know, when they met her the first time, she was nothing, but now she's got all this power. You find out that Lamish 2 gave this girl her power to become a demon, a god, a witch. She calls herself a god, but is she really because she's done by Lamish too? It's It was kind of confusing a little bit, but what, who she, like? why she was created or why she was given the power. But everything in this story basically just comes down to we got to kill Mike. Everything that's is about killing Mike <laughs> from beginning
1: yeah, to that's end.
2: That's pretty much what it is. Like they, I think Lamasu just basically needed somebody up on earth um, besides Tim uh, that he could kind of uh, like, I'll give you this power. If you make sure that you kill Mike, mm-hmm. like no matter what he needs to go down and she's like, all right, cool. And then it's like, now I got all these powers. I can do all these crazy magical things. All right, I'm gonna try to kill Mike. But she just, I mean, Spider Man said it the best with great power comes great responsibility. And she just went crazy.
0: Yeah, she kind of took it in a, a totally different direction and uh was not was not happy with her. Didn't I'm, I'm glad you know w- w- what happened to her with her demise was was definitely well worth it. But I, I, I think it's time to to talk about Tim in this
1: story being once again the unlikely. Kind of hero. Kind you know? of. He definitely was. Tim comes out of Tim finds his eyes, um, is very happy,
0: and ends up going through the gates. in Tim is hired, or whatever, contracted or whatever they do with demons to kill Mike, like everybody else is. Lamas 2 want him to kill Mike. Uh, he found Ganlin over by the or Sooty, over by the the River of Lava. And You get Tim's back and forth. And I didn't understand when I first listened to this uh, about a year or two ago, when I first heard the story, what the whole Tim timeline in Psyche was. Like Tim's possessed by someone else inside of him. I didn't realize until I physically read the Tim stories, how Tim operates. That Tim is a, uh, a zombie clown that if he eats someone, he ingests their essence and spirit. And that person is now inside of him, kind of like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, but they can both interact with each other. And Tim's inner dialogue with the green man is great. But Tim also not realizing that he's talking out loud sometimes when he should be saying stuff to himself is frigging hilarious when he's talking about Lana's rack and Aziel's ass. And they're all just kind of looking at him like, we're going to let you in to help us. But you're talking like this. And when he's at the gates, I love when he calls Mike Talbot fuck. It's just, it's, it's, everything fuck. is everything. You know, fuck God, Talbot fuck. Hey, let's do this. And he's out of the gates and they're all standing there. Do we help? Do we let this psychotic looking clown? into our walls to help us. And I think if it wasn't for Linic being, he's telling the truth. He does want to kill you, but not right now. Not and right him, now. Besides <laughs> that he's being, you know, approached by all these demons and archangels to kill and gods, because Lamish 2 is a god, to kill Mike. He's like, no, if I'm going to kill this, this guy, I'm going to do it myself. But I want to fight on the side of man and not the demons and not of the archangels and not of the gods. I'm going to fight on the side of my kinfolk or brethren or whatever it is that you want to call it to fight everybody else. And you think it as bad of a guy and as obnoxious as Tim is deep down, he's kind of a, I don't want to say decent dude,
1: but he kind of is. Uh, He has some type of moral. In in an asshole kind of way. Tim's a good guy. Uh, uh, if it serves him. Okay. Yeah, he's obnoxious, and but he wants the world to be the way he wants it.
2: Yeah, I think at the end of the day, he's like, bro. I'd rather roam this earth when nobody's trying to take it over. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna be on your side because you don't want anybody to take it over either. Like, kind of, kind of like a deno. Like, I'm gonna be on your side because I know yeah. you're, you're you're surviving. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We both have a similar end, so I'm going to go with you because you're, like, we both have a similar goal, so I'm going to go with you. So very, very similar. And I think the funniest part about, like, uh, Tim calling Mike uh, Talbot fuck is the amount of the different ways that he says it. It's -hmm. like, Talbot fuck, are you going to tell him? Like, it's like, there's so, he says Talbot fuck, like, eight different emotions throughout it, and it's hilarious.
0: Yeah. I love it. I, I, and I know Tim shows up in the new story, uh, from some of the stuff that I've read and I'm, I'm excited to find out what, what, what it's all about.
2: I'm not going to lie. I was surprised at how much he was in the six book. really thoroughly. He's yes. Oh. Um, it actually, it actually made me want to read the Tim series now so I understand him a little bit more.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. You haven't read Tim yet.
2: I have not I'm not ready yet. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, it's not so, bad. You gotta do it. Summer went back I, and read it after being on the show. She's like, I was I never read Tim after listening to the show and, and you guys talking about it. I went and I read it, and it wasn't as bad as you think it's going to be. He's obnoxious, you know that going into it. So yeah, once you have that, it's you're going into a haunted house. You know there's gonna be jump scares, you know what's gonna happen to you. This yeah. is what happens with
1: Tim.
2: Yeah, yeah. And it's great. So, It is. It is great. Absolutely. So Tim ends up, um, I think another thing that I want to point out that I really like that Mike did with, I mean, Mark did with this book is he shows the archangels in their quote unquote true form. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I find very interesting is that um, until you take a little bit of a step uh, into the, uh, the deep end, you don't realize that a lot of the archangels do have alternate forms. Mm -hmm. And the form that they're depicted in pictures is just like the calmer version of them. And how he described um, Michael and Gabriel in their true form is um, a common picture that's floating around of what they look like in their true form. And I found that very, very interesting that he did that.
0: Yeah, with the one eye, just that their head is just a giant blue eye and everything. They're
2: terrifying. They're terrifying creatures.
0: Right. But we wouldn't accept them as the archangels or the spiritual beings. If they didn't look like us. Yeah. Because yeah. anything that doesn't look like us, we want to persecute and stone and then ask
1: questions later because we're idiot humans. True, sure. Unfortunately. So, um, Mike is going through
0: the motions and he's doing his Dorothy wizard of Oz saying goodbye speech to everybody.
1: Um, and the, 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 shit's hitting the fan and, the Archangels are fighting and everybody wants to come through. And Tim
0: just wants one more tit squeeze before he dies. Which just thought, one,
2: that's all he's asking. It's just one tit squeeze. Come on.
0: I literally, I'm sitting in traffic at a red light when I heard that part. And I just start dying laughing. And I think the person in the car next to me was like, what the heck is this dude listening to? But it was funny. Tim's great. Tim, and I, and I say it again, just Tim and Mike, the, the buddy cop aspect of their connection with each other is hilarious. And I love that type of writing. I just, I think it's funny. Maybe it is. a, a it sick is thick sense of humor kind of way. Tim and Mike uh, playing off each other is, is great. Um, Mike ends up getting into a fight with one of the archangels and he ends up killing him. And there's a whole big thing that's happening. Uh, Archangel Gabriel is floating up above and he's mad. Archangel Michael comes down, who is the, the 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 bringer of death or however you want to word it. All the archangels are mad as hell at Mike. And there's a lot that happens at the end of this. And I know we we spoil the shit out of some stuff, but I don't want to spoil the ending because I want people, if people, if you haven't read it, go and read it because it's so good. So good. And I There's love a lot
2: of really good fights and depictions of what's going on in the book here.
0: You're right. And I like how it ends um, because it does kind of, t- it does tie in to the new story where he says, you know, we had some adventures, uh, but those, that's their story to tell. And then you find out in yeah. book six that there is an adventure with the kids and this is this story to tell. And, what happens? But basically, Mike ends up dying. I'm not spoiling anything. Mike dies again for the again. how many times And he did lose three teeth in the battle with uh with either Gabriel or Michael. So how many teeth has Mike lost in the course of this <sighs> this series? Because there's no dentist, there's no dentures, there's no nothing. <laughs> you know, he's just he's just eating out of his gums. That's where the vampire blood comes in. He can just regrow it. <laughs> um, He ends up, he ends up dying again, and ends up going up to heaven or the train station or whatever it is. I created it yeah. uh to King's Cross Station in the Harry Potter series, and Mike's so- all in white, and he's talking to God. You know where, where Harry's talking to Dumbledore, like, is this real? Am I dead? Can I stay here? Do I go back? What do I do? And it kind of it made me think a little bit. He gave Mike the choice: you can stay here, and your your family is here, your kids are here, all your friends are here, everybody that's passed. Uh, We got a technical glitch with dogs; uh, that all of your dogs are here. You know, and Mike just rambles off all the dogs that he's had. Or I can I can bring you back. You can go back down to earth. And you can live out the rest of your lives as a normal person. I think we all know what he ends up doing because there's a sixth book. But Uh it's, it made me think like, which would, if I was alive for 200 years, which would I want to do? Would I just say I'm done? I've lived long enough. But I think in, in, in my heart, I was looking at it. He went back because of the kids. I know he loves a and, you know, she's the new love of his life and cannot repay that woman for everything that he's done. But I think he misses, you know, he misses Travis. He misses his kids. He misses Tracy. I think if it wasn't for MJ and Aliana, Mike would have stayed. He would have stayed dead and he would have, his, you know, his tale would have ended right, right then and there.
1: What were your thoughts on that?
2: ah uh, you're right it's about the kids man i mean obviously he loves the deal obviously um and i i think there's a certain level of um uh like conclusion if you know that eventually when i'm done dying a part of me is going to be with his when she passes and the kids when she passes but mm-hmm. then a part of me is going to be with tracy and the kids and everything like that i mean it gives you a level of reassurance like you're okay it makes it makes it more okay like mm-hmm. everybody has their belief of what happens when they pass. He has, um, he's hearing the words from the maker himself. So, I mean, it gives you a certain level of, like, you know what? I can spend another 45 years down there. You know what I mean? Why not?
1: Mm-hmm. Why not?
2: It's a blink. Of, it's literally a blink of an eye.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I thought, <sighs> I think it had to be for the kids, my opinion. I would go back. I, me personally, I would go back. What would you do? Uh, Because you know that you can die now that you're mortal. You're not going to uh, live
0: for another 200 years.
2: This is difficult because I really don't like kids. Um, <laughs> uh, well, then
0: your answer is I've lived long enough. I've lived for 200 years.
2: It is it, no, very done. similar. Yeah, very similar. Like my wife is like my soulmate. So I really feel like it'd be difficult if I found another person. Mm -hmm. And there was like that deep type of connection. Like, again, I think because you have that reassurance that, like, hey, part of you is going to be over there hanging out, and the other part of you is going to be hanging out down here, like, you have that, you you have definitive proof of what's going to happen when you die. So, it probably wouldn't be that big of a deal if I spent another 45 years down here.
0: Okay, fair enough. We got your answer. What about you? I, if I had kids, I would go back, but I think after 200 plus years or whatever, I because if you Die in the way that he died. He's already a legend, but now he—you transcend that. You're now kind of what Calendar was talking about, where after you die, you want people to remember you. You want, you know, people to write songs, and Mike would be the hero, the champion of Earth. They would erect statues to him, and granted, they did that anyway, where they named a whole town after him, based on just BT's writings. But I think if, if I didn't have the two little kids that I'd want to see grow up, I would have stayed up and, uh, I, I would have stayed in heaven and, and told, you know, maker, you know, let's, let's go play with the puppies. Cause you know, Henry's there and Riley and Ben, Ben, and you know, all the, all the dogs are up there. And even when Augie passes, he's going to come up and, you know, they're all going to live in, in doggy heaven with Mike.
2: Yep. 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 So, so. I think Gary has this merit. So what would be your meal that would stop you from doing surgery on a werewolf?
1: Oh, hang on. We'll get into that part very soon.
0: But okay uh, the one big thing and lastly we'll discuss is a zeal tracking down Eliza because Eliza's the oh. one that ends up killing. I don't all right, spoilers. Uh, Mike is it. Mike is damn near dead. Um they bring right. him up, you know, he gets in the fight with the with the archangel. He's laying on his deathbed, up in the thing, and for people are paying the last respects. And Eliza comes in unbeknownst to everybody. She's got, you know, a hood on or whatever she's doing. And she ends up stabbing the shit out of Mike while he's dying and kills. Is Mike was dying anyway. I think if she just left it alone, it would have been better. But she ends up killing Mike. And then touching a little blue stone, a red stone, bloodstone, whatever it is, and vanishing. And goes. All red witch on her ass, and it's like, no, 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 bitch, no, you didn't. I'm coming for you. you She tells Matthew, "Hold my, hold, hold my kids." Puts a projection spirit and finds Eliza. Oh, finds yeah, finds Eliza, and just torches the shit out of her. That part I won't smoke. It's awesome. It, It was, it was, it was fucking amazing.
2: I'm like, bro, I don't think I got, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've gotten tingles from Aziel's work until I heard her say, release Michael Talbot when the lichens had him captured. Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm ready for the shift. Like, what are you about to pull out, Aziel? Like, I know you're powerful. I'm ready to see it. And like this, the scene was beautiful and amazing. And it was just like, yo,
0: it was awesome. Eliza, I loved it.
2: Eliza got what she <laughs> fucking
0: deserved. <did laughs> yep. And she definitely yeah, did.
2: You couldn't have thought of a better way, bro. You couldn't have thought of a better fucking way.
0: At a better place.
2: At a better place. Absolutely.
0: We won't tell you where it was, but it was pretty it was pretty cool.
2: It was pretty it was fucking awesome.
0: I think for people that have read this series, if you didn't get this far, there's something wrong with you. I I don't know how you can start a series and then not finish it. How awesome is
2: it that both times Eliza died is because of Mike's wife's
1: Oh, shit, that's right. Tracy kills her in in, in the ZF series. There you go.
0: That's poetic. I didn't even think about that. That Mike, I'm, after everything that happens, Mike isn't
1: the one that kills Eliza. Yeah. That's great. I love that. That is great. That is great. Okay, so the meal.
0: So uh, there is a scene where Matthew gets his ass handed to him. And he has to go into surgery. And the one doctor in town that can help him or, you know, operate or do whatever he has to do with Matthew, you know, stitches, they really don't have surgeries, MRIs or any of that shit, um, is at a tavern eating his favorite fried chicken. And he gets pulled away from his meal and has to perform on Matthew. And the doctor is telling somebody in the room, listen, go to the Hogshead Tavern or whatever the name of the tavern was. I can't remember it. Go get my food. My chicken is sitting there. I'm starving. I can't perform surgery on an empty stomach. And Lana basically says, listen, you're going to perform the surgery first, and then you're going to eat. So the question I posed to you, and I put it out there to the Facebooks and everything else is, if you had one meal, that would draw you away from surgery that you just had to have and you were waiting for that and you couldn't get it until you performed the surgery on on the you know the 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 leader's husband what would it be mine is always my go-to meal which is just barbecue chicken wings you know Korean barbecue chicken wings i love a good korean barbecue a little bit of spice a little bit of heat a little bit of sweetness and i just i'm a chicken wing guy i chicken wings Popcorn and pizza. Those, if you just had those three foods for the rest of my life, I'm all set. I'm a happy man. You just have those three aisles in the supermarket, just all different kinds of chicken wings, all different kinds of popcorn, all different kinds of pizza, except Hawaiian pizza. Get that pineapple shit out of here. You don't put it on pizza. I'm sorry. Okay. But those are the three foods that I could just for the rest of my life. So
1: what's, what's,
0: What's your werewolf saving food? Ah, uh, it's this was
2: a very difficult thing because I'm a foodie. Um, mm-hmm. I like a lot of different types of food, but it might just have to be a nice medium steak.
1: Okay. De- yeah, what type I, of steak? Uh, T bone New York strip, tomahawk.
0: What do we got? Really don't give a fuck. Any type <laughs> of steak. I'm not that
2: fancy. Like I don't care. Like, what's the biggest piece you can get me? Get me that. Make it medium. Make, sure, right. it's, make sure it's seasoned well. Uh, a sweet potato on the side with some uh, cinnamon butter, Ooh. and I think we are good to go. All right. I think we are good to go.
0: That's, I'll, I'll. I'll buy that. So.
2: Or, or some spicy garlic wings.
0: Spicy garlic wings.
2: Mm-hmm. All right.
0: Cheap chicken wings went out every time, baby. That's what it is. About
2: everything, every single time. You can't, <laughs> you can't go wrong.
0: Definitely can't go wrong. All right. So I opened up the question on the Facebooks to the uh, the Chronicles of Michael Talbot podcast page and in the Mark for fan page. Got quite a bit of responses. Uh, Summer Hunter says that uh, definitely Chinese spicy shrimp lo mein. That is her food. Uh, the Cabin of Terror podcast says five dollar biggie bag with a junior bacon and barbecue sauce with nuggets from Wendy's. Okay. I didn't think about this. I'm trying to read this without my glasses. Um, Kurt Lind is frigging hilarious, and I had to look up this word, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna massacre it like I told him I was. Uh Chilla. chaos Um, most importantly, because he wants
1: to hear me say it, but anything Mexican. So what I did was I did this. Where is it? Oh, let me talk it. Nope. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I did this earlier and it worked. It helped me say what it was. Why is it not working? Cancel. I did a speech text and told me what this word, what the food was. That's not doing it now. Damn it. Never mind. All right. So it is a Chilichilis. Chilichilis? Chilichilis? I don't know. C-H-I-L- A-Q-U-I-L-E-S
0: is what it is. That's what he wants.
1: I wish I knew what you were saying. Me too. Let me try it this one now. Why is this not working? I did it earlier and it worked. I'm gonna try it one more time, and if it doesn't, then forget about it.
0: Nope, it's not. I'll post. You, you look. Go, look. Go to the Chronicles page and see what it is, because that's what he put down. Some kind of. He yeah. loves Mexican food. Is what it is. What it buckles exactly. down to is anything Mexican. But this one exactly. had, a, had a QU in it. And what are some of the other ones? Hang on. Let me go back to. We got to look on Mark's page now. For people that had put it on there. Here we go. All right. All comments up so by all. Okay. Here we go. Casey Decker says cheese enchiladas and bean burritos. Yum. Don Hughes, pie mash in liquor, East London style. Whatever that is. I was just from Never London or something. Uh, Christina. Ginealy's? Ginealy's? I, I don't know these people i'm trying to pronounce the names of the cuff and if you know me i mass last names uh, that's a weird way to ask people what their favorite meal is uh tim hughes says spaghetti bolognese i would eat that no problem while stuffing his or her guts back into a werewolf it's my favorite The meal, not the operation. The operation would be gross. Laurie Schneider says, I would want the fried chicken. I would be distracted by the smell and wonderfulness of that as well. Uh, We got two more. Candy Morgan, beef barbecue with my homemade sauce, coleslaw, and french fries. She's a foodie too. She's making her own sauce. Gotta love that. And then Brenda Odell Santana says, chicken parmesan. All made from scratch. I can't eat pasta though. So I eat zucchini noodles and it's still amazing. All right. Those are everybody's foods. That's it. Everybody wants it. They had to perform surgery on a werewolf. That would be the food they would need to have to be able to do it properly. So, uh, Amber, we did it again. Yes, we did, Jeff. We are back next week for Resurgence. This was supposed to be the final book, but we all know, never say never, kids. Never say never. You never know. Resurgence is out. Thank you all for joining us here today.
2: You haven't what? got to the end of it yet.
0: Book six? You haven't finished it yet, right? I just started it. Like, I started okay. today. They literally just got to the town and found the, got brought the chick back. And so I don't yeah. even know what happened to the chick or the town
2: got it uh when you read the end of it you'll see why that sentence is moot about if there's going to be another one.
1: Oh, okay good e- everyone's pissed <laughs> everyone's pissed <laughs> pissed in what way i hate
2: the way he ended it like i hate it because i love it so much i'm like oh god you better have the seventh one in draft right the fuck now pissed <laughs> like, oh. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Well,
0: I think we're doing a follow-up with him next week. um, When we finish finish the series, I like to have him on to talk about the making of it and stuff. So uh, I'll I'll post questions to people that they can ask. And I'm sure that will be one of them. But um, thank you very much. Amber, thank you all for watching. As always, Chronicles of Michael Talbot, the podcast on Facebook. Uh, If you're on the audio version and you want to see what we look like, there's a video version on YouTube. If you don't like looking at us because there's too much crap going on in the background and you just want to be audio, we're on Audible, Spotify, Amazon, Apple, all of that fun stuff. Uh, As always, read all the books of Mark Tufo. Check out Tim. It's a great series. Don't be afraid of the language. He's just a fascist, uh, a male chauvinist asshole that everybody knows in their life so uh what did i forget did i forget anything uh no i don't think okay. I did. if you want to get on the show be a part of the discussion email me michael talbot podcast at icloud.com follow us on facebook instagram um yeah uh check out amber and her wife's reviews on amazon they are Amazon influencers, excuse me. We
2: are, yes, on the Amazon app. All you got to do is go into um, where it says Amazon Live. It's a new feature on there. Type in Melody Leon and Amber Smith, and you will find us on there. And right now I'm actually uh, reviewing the Lycan Fallout books because they do not have video reviews on them yet. And I'm like, how dare you? So I am doing uh, live streams about the uh, Lycan books, and I'm also doing short little reviews underneath the books uh when you look on audible or amazon for that
0: awesome and if people buy the book based off of your review what do they do so you get credit for it
2: not a damn thing just buy it Uh, amazon takes care of the rest
0: so if you buy it right from your page if they if they just look at my video and
2: -hmm. then they go and buy whatever they want to buy then i get a commission off of it very simple very
0: perfect girls got to get paid let's go how are you doing? I'm trying to retire off of this. Come on. I love it. Yeah. Every little bit <laughs> helps and every bit helps goes to Mark uh, to keep writing and keeping Chloe fed. Cause that's what it's really all about.
2: I mean, that's, that's another reason why I'm doing this is to make sure Mark has enough money to feed <laughs> Chloe and, and, and any other bulldogs that he decides to get in the future. I'm here to support his bulldog passion.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're great. And they're great stories. More people. Yeah. I kind of don't want everybody to read them because we kind of want to keep it all to ourselves but because Mark is such a cool ass dude and the stories are so good, he should be more popular than he is everybody, his name should be right there next to Stephen King, you see Stephen King Mark 100%. Tufo, Masters of Horror Zombies, George a. Romero Mark Tufo yep. you know? yep. 100% percent. it's awesome, so Amber, thank you very much thank you everybody for watching or listening, you all have yourselves a good night Have a good night, guys. Take it easy. You have been listening to the Chronicles of Michael Talbot, the podcast. Copyright 2023 by Chestnut Hill Studios. Hosted by Jeff Roids. Technical advisor, Mary Napoli. Music by Burnt Ends. The Chronicles of Michael Talbot, the podcast, is property of Chestnut Hill Studios, and no part of the show can be remixed, rewind, remastered, rebroadcasted without the express written consent of Chestnut Hill Studios. Follow the show on Facebook at The Chronicles of Michael Talbot, the podcast. If you like the show, please give us a five-star rating and review. It does help other people find the show. Make sure to check out all the other titles from Mark Tufo at marktufo.com or at audible.com or if you're one of those people that still buys books they are all available up at amazon and they'll be delivered to your house which is convenient that is the end of the show you may now go about your normal day